Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Violent protests have erupted in New York City. Our reporter, Alad Eliyahu, was physically assaulted for filming and they destroyed his phone. This is over a man named Jordan Neely, who is violent, hostile and erratic. And a man on a train subdued him, unfortunately resulting in his death. Now, we don't we don't we don't celebrate death. I don't like death. I don't like the death penalty. But this is a story of a man that had dozens of arrests for violent attacks on people who was hostile and threatening attacks on people, being subdued and dying. Again, sad story. In response, we are seeing the left show their true colors. And I will say definitively and outright, and uh, uh, honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to say, but I'm going to say it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is evil, just absolutely evil. She is despicable, malicious evil defending the violent offender and condemning the man who intervened to save people from him. This guy, Jordan Neely, I'm sad this happened, but nobody maliciously tried to murder him. He was subdued and unfortunately died in the process. This man had previously punched a 67 year old woman in the face. And so a Marine on the train finally decided to do something about this hostile man and put him in a chokehold as other passengers tried to restrain him, simply because he was violent and erratic. And Ocasio-Cortez said that this was a public murder and is encouraging violence in the streets, which resulted in our reporter being physically attacked, because I will say it again, this is malicious evil. Ocasio-Cortez is a despicable, malicious, evil person. I'm going to show you what she said. I'm, I'm, I'm so done with this, man. You better get out of the cities. Because if someone comes up to you threatening you and you try to defend yourself or others, AOC and her ilk would have you thrown in prison. Horrifying story. Here's the headline from the psychotic and deranged New York Times. Subway rider choked homeless man to death. Medical examiner rules. Jordan nearly died after a man held him in a chokehold. On Wednesday, the medical examiner's office said the cause of death was compression of the neck and ruled it a homicide. 
Homicide does not mean murder with intent. It means a person died due to the actions of another person. There's photos and videos of what happened and witness testimony. And for this reason, the Marine, the former Marine that subdued this man was not criminally charged. We know what happened and we know that what the New York Times is doing is irresponsible. That's the headline they give you. And that's what these people see. And it makes them go insane. Now, they're going to mention this. The man who died, Jordan Neely, was homeless and had been screaming at passengers when the other rider wrapped his arms around Mr. Neely's neck and head and held him for several minutes until he went limp. Mr. Neely died from the compression of his neck as a result of the chokehold, according to Julie Bolser, a medical uh, medical examiner. The killing on an F train in Manhattan has led to investigations by both the police and prosecutors, a spokesman for Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg said. As of Wednesday afternoon, nobody has been arrested. As part of our rigorous ongoing investigation, we will review the medical examiner's report, assess all available video and photo footage. Okay, the investigation is ongoing. On Monday, a man who was riding in the same subway car went up to Mr. Neely, a 30 year old Michael Jackson impersonator who is yelling that he was hungry and ready to die. The 24 year old man who choked Mr. Neely has not been identified. Watch the video. I can't play it on YouTube because it shows a man dying. I'm not look. Many people probably do. I'm saying by my standards, I don't show that. I know, I know, whatever. You you may not be happy about it, but uh, I'm not sure YouTube allows that stuff. Probably do. A man who is screaming and being violent and belligerent, hostile, saying he was ready to die, is subdued. He unfortunately dies in the process, and they condemn the man who is trying to simply subdue him. It's not the story about a guy who went up and killed somebody. It's a story of a guy who was restraining someone and that person died in the process. Let me show you where we're at with this. The New York Working Families Party, malicious evil. They say Jordan Neely loved to dance and perform. On Tuesday, while suffering a mental health crisis, he was choked to death while people watched and cheered. Nobody cheered. That's a lie. Thank you, Twitter's community notes that say a video showing the altercation has no apparent cheering and shows multiple bystanders trying to restrain Neely after witnesses claim he was erratic and verbally aggressive. There are three people holding him down. Three people because he's violently swinging his arms. Now, perhaps you might say you didn't need to put him in a chokehold to stop him, but I'm not going to sit here and condemn the victims. Not the aggressors. Neely was the aggressor. Again, I don't even believe in the death penalty. It is sad this man lost his life. This photo, the video, it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's sad. But I will not condemn people who seek to defend themselves and others from a violent aggressor. Could you imagine a woman walking down the street at night and a guy grabs her and pins her down and is about to rape her and then she attacks him and he dies in the process. So they try to put her in prison. They, these people are outright just def- absolutely evil. NYC writer, uh, subway writer who placed unhinged man in deadly chokehold released. Let me show you where we're at. Let me show you where we're at. Pro from Timcast News. Protesters for Jordan Neely, a homeless man choked to death while acting erratically on the subway, blocked traffic in New York City. They're now bracing for riots. Bracing for riots. It's not a cop. What are they protesting for? It, it's, it's not a cop that was involved in this. It was just a guy. Three guys. Are they going to criminally charge all three men that were restraining Jordan Neely? Yes, I bet they will. You've been warned to get out of cities. I've said it over and over again. 
And people say it's not easy. It's too hard. I can't do it. Fine. I don't care. I've said I've made I've, I've made my statement. I've given you my piece. And if it's not enough, do your thing. It's on you. But I'll tell you. When you're walking down the street with your girlfriend or your child and a psychopath comes to harm you and you defend yourself or your family and you go to prison. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain how wrong it was. I'll say it's unfortunate. But at a certain point, there's nothing I can do for you. You know what they're doing. I said this would happen. How many times did I say you will seek to defend yourself? You will try to protect your home and they will arrest you. Now, hold on. They have not rest. Uh, they have not yet arrested this man. But how much do you want to bet they will track him down? They know who he is and they're going to criminally charge him. And they'll say something like, while we do understand the right of self-defense, the, the chokehold he used was excessive and not a legal form of self-defense or something to that effect. I.e., you are not allowed to defend yourself. Here we go. Ocasio-Cortez, malicious evil. She is an algorithmic monster. She posts these things to generate attention. She is evil. Now, I know she's working with Matt Gates on something uh, on, on a bill to stop stock trading. And we've had Matt Gates offer up, you know, him reaching out and seeing if she or Ilhan would come on the show. And I'm just like, at this point, I don't think that's possible. If AOC were to come on this show, it would not it, 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 would, it would be a um, it would be a loud argument, to put it mildly. Here's what she tweeted. Jordan Neely was murdered. No, murder is intent. So she's saying this guy arbitrarily walked up to this, this guy Neely and just decided to kill him. No, in reality, any sane person would recognize that Neely was erratic and threatening and had previous convictions. Do I have the, uh, do I, I might have the story up here. Uh, no, I don't. I thought I had it up. But because Jordan was houseless and crying for food in a time when the city is raising rents and stripping services to militarize itself, while many in power demonize the poor, the murderer gets protected with passive headlines and no charges. It's disgusting. It's just absolutely evil. Look at this. Here's what um, AOC responded to Eric Adams, the mayor. He says, any loss of life is tragic. There's a lot we don't know about what happened here, so I'm going to refrain from commenting further. However, we do know that there were serious mental health issues in play here, which is why our administration has made record investments in providing care, et cetera, et cetera. AOC says, this honestly feels like a new low. Not being able to clearly condemn a public murder because the victim was of social status some would deem too low to care about. The last sentence is especially rich from an admin trying to cut the very services that could have helped him. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a 
over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. This is what we have now. AOC, Democrats are releasing violent offenders, criminals, etc. And if you try to defend yourself from them, she will blame you for it. I want to make sure I can, uh, uh, I want to pull up the story. I thought I had it pulled up, but I must have uh, lost it. Take a look at this from the Daily Mail. New York City Mayor Eric Adams slams irresponsible AOC for calling Marine, who put violent subway passenger in a fatal chokehold, a murderer. Neely had been arrested 42 times in 10 years, including hitting a 67-year-old woman in the face. Okay, you know what, AOC? The next time this guy or anyone else punches an elderly woman in the face, I'll come to you and ask you. And you know what AOC will say? Oh, it's so unfortunate. She will not address it because she is not coming out and protesting for the innocent people being brutalized. But you know what? I don't live in New York City. So be it. If this Marine gets criminally charged, what do you think I'm going to do? Do you think I'm going to have a fundraiser for him? It depends. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know the guy. Don't know who he is. But I got to tell you, I am very reluctant to offer up personally any support for any of the individuals in New York City. Come on. At a certain point, you know, at a certain point, I am done saying it. And every single person who comes to me and says, it's too hard, Tim, to leave cities. Fine, I don't care. Stand in a burning building. You have the right to do so. I am not your boss. I don't own you. I am wrong about a lot of things. Do you. And then when the leftist mob comes and locks you in the gulag, I'll be like, that's what you wanted. You think I'm going to extend to you what I wouldn't extend to, the Dem- to these Democrats? These people, these Democrats who live in this city and keep voting for it. I have no sympathy for them. If they live in the city and they choose to live this way and they get attacked, well, there you go. We went up to New York. Uh, what was this? Seven months ago, maybe. And uh, there was, we were doing an event. The morning we arrived, only about an hour or two before, a man slashed someone in Times Square for no reason. Let me see if I can, uh, I can pull that story up. No reason. There we go. August 1st, 2022. Let me me see. We got the Times Square slashing. This keeps happening. Shocking. Come from behind. Times Square slashing leaves woman hospitalized. We were there. And I didn't know it happened until afterward. And I was like, wow. And then people told me it's a big problem. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not going to go to New York. Maybe I'll stay out of there. And, you know, I do understand, though. If forever I do go to New York for whatever reason, I, I recognize what I'm walking into. If you live in the city and you vote for this, I, I'm sorry, dude. Your house is on fire. I have come to you and said, you need to flee now. Many people said, okay. Many people said, where will I go? Like, I don't know. Anywhere is better than being trapped in a burning building, right? But you see, too many people are convinced they'll be fine. 
They're sitting in their living room while the garage is engulfed in flames, the attached garage. And they say, I think the fire will get put out before it reaches me or the fire is going to go around. The fire ain't going around. This is what I've mentioned before. And we're getting we're getting close to it. One day they will show up to your home. They will be screaming and the police will show up and they'll say, do we try to arrest 100 violent rioters or one single person in their home? And you think the Constitution will protect you? You would be wrong. They will go into your house and they will arrest you. And it's already happened. It happened in Milwaukee. They said the man was brandishing a firearm because violent rioters and arsonists had had to show up to his house to riot, to protest. The cops went into his house and arrested him for brandishing a firearm. You have no right to defend yourself. Elizabeth Sherman tweets, the man who killed Jordan Neely wasn't protecting himself. He was empowered by a cultural movement that has normalized regular citizens deputizing themselves as judges and executioners in the name of white supremacy. Infamously, this also happened in another period of U.S. history. These people are evil. Okay, that, that, that's it. No, you're not going to argue. You're not arguing with me. Here's another one from Big Theory Goth GF. If you see someone murdering a homeless person with their bare hands on the subway, you should try to stop them. Internalize, internalize this now so you can react faster in the moment. That's what they do. Reverse victim and offender. If you try to defend yourself, you're the murderer. Here's our uh, uh, reporter, Elad Eliyahu, who was simply filming and he was physically attacked because these people are evil. Look, there's no arguments. There's no excuses. I'm not playing these games. We see what they're doing. I'm not saying every Democrat is evil. I am not saying that every New Yorker is evil. I am saying there is a contingent of violent extremists on the far left, empowered by people like AOC. And in the inverse, she's empowered by them. They will physically attack you as an innocent person trying to film. And then they will claim the offenders are the victims. They will seek to weaponize the powers of government against you. They will go to the homes of pro-lifers who protest, but they will allow leftists to break the law. They will raid your home in Alaska because you look too much like someone who was in the Capitol on January 6th. They will physically attack innocent people like this right here. And they'll smile when they do it. They'll smile and they say, what are you going to do about it? Because they're evil people. And, 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 and that's AOC is evil. This right here is what AOC represents. Our journalist, Alad Eliyahu, standing, minding his own business, filming a public street, physically attacked. And they support it. So Ocasio-Cortez, will you come out and will you defend our reporter who was physically attacked? No, because she's malicious evil. And people think it's too harsh to say. The law of self-defense, he says, I expect you're correct on the draw. Oh, let, me, let me show you the context. Dennis OG says, I really doubt that Marine in the subway was dumb enough to keep the loon in a chokehold for more than it took to subdue him. As in past cases, I'll bet a drug reaction was involved. If the tox turns up clean, the Marine is in big trouble. Law of self-defense says, I expect you're correct on the drug issue. What likely is going to happen is it's going to turn out the dude had him in the chokehold only as long as it took until he stopped fighting. But the man was probably on drugs which resulted in his death. I don't know for sure. He says, on the other hand, the Marine is in big trouble regardless of the actual facts, medical reality, or legal merit. That George Floyd had three times the lethal levels of fentanyl on board didn't save Chauvin or the other three officers persecuted with him. 
Notice he didn't say prosecuted, he said persecuted. In the Chauvin trial, the defense's own witness said Chauvin was entitled under the law to use more force. Yeah. When Chauvin arrived and Floyd was resisting, the the uh, what do they what do they call it? The continuum of force entitled Chauvin to use a taser, which he opted not to use using a standard ground restraint. George Floyd died. Unfortunate, sad it happened. George Floyd had three times the lethal lethal amount of fentanyl in his system. Didn't matter. Didn't matter for the other cops either. Let's talk about Ahmed Arbery, a felony burglary suspect, according to numerous reports. And the McMichaels should not have pursued him. The police told them not to. But they were tired of their neighborhood being burglarized. And this guy clearly didn't live there. Now, you can make your argument all day and night about the McMichaels who got in their truck armed, chased him down. They flanked him, parked their truck in, uh, at a stop sign. And Ahmed Arbery ran around the truck, fought with Travis McMichael over the firearm and was shot, I think, a few times by the shotgun. Argue all that, that. Fine. We'll argue the merits on that one. But what about the guy who drove and behind just filming? That's right. This guy didn't coordinate with the McMichaels. He simply saw Ahmed Armory running and started filming him. Why? Because they believed he was a felony burglary suspect. Seems like a reasonable thing to do to just film somebody, right? He's going to prison for the rest of his life. This is the world you live in. And that was in Georgia. They will come for you. And if you defend yourself, this is what you can expect to happen. Because they're evil people. They would seek to have this country destroyed. From the ashes of the old, they shall build anew. And this is the inversion of morality and the destruction of our community. And they gleefully support and gloat. It's a death cult. That's it. I'm not sure they're conscious or cognizant. I'm not sure they're capable of understanding, but they're evil nonetheless. Would you call zombies evil? I've asked this question of Ian, who is a Dungeons and Dragons enthusiast, because there is the um, I forgot what it's called. There's 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 neutral evil. There's chaotic evil. There's lawful evil. There's there's good, neutral and evil. There's lawful evil. There's uh, 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 chaotic evil. There's lawful good. There's chaotic good. There's true neutral. There's lawful neutral. Are zombies evil? Hmm. I think they're neutral evil. I don't think that uh, I don't see it as chaotic evil. Chaotic evil is more demons choosing to destroy intentionally. I think AOC is neutral evil in that she's a mindless zombie that is gutting and ripping apart the system and causing pain and suffering to others. I think she's empowered by it. She enjoys the power and she wants to capitalize off it. I see this as a zombie horde rampaging through the streets. If there was any logic or morality to this, AOC would come out and say, do not attack journalists. How dare you? But she won't. None of them will. They support the physical violence against people like Elad. Because they're evil. They will attack you and celebrate. And then when you try to defend yourself from the people, the violent offenders they've released, they will try to destroy you. So to that Marine. You know, I don't know exactly what happened on that subway. But the story, as we understand it right now, based on witness testimony, the video we've seen is that he was trying to stop this person and defend others. I can respect that. It's unfortunate anyone lost their life. 
I don't know if this man is cognizant of what's going on in our society. But at a certain point, I wash my hands of being involved in this stuff. Like, I don't want this Marine to go to prison. I hope he leaves that city as fast as he can. But uh, at a certain point, if you live in New York and this happens to you, nah, I'm not getting involved. Dude, you're not. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to rush into a burning building for someone who refused to walk out when they had the chance. I'm like, dude, I give you the choice. I know it's hard. Do you want to stay in that city or not? You do? Okay. When the time comes, you made your decision. You're entitled to make your decision. I wish you the best of luck. But there ain't no way I'm running back in that burning building to save you. Because I told you the fire was here. So for everybody who lives in these cities, watching everything that's been happening, look, maybe it's a lottery ticket's chance that it'll be you. Okay. You make your choice. I respect your autonomy. But don't expect me to come out and be like, oh, this poor man. I'll be like, well, you know, I respect your right to make your own choices. I respect you in saying you want to stay in the burning building. Totally fine. I'm not you. I'm not your boss. I don't know everything. I just see this stuff. And that's where my opinion is, how my opinion is formed. So me, I left. And uh, glad I did. And that's just me. You do you. Because I believe in that. I believe you do you. And uh, maybe you'll be fine. You'll probably be fine. Sure. One of you is going to win that lottery ticket. And they're going to come to your home. And they're going to threaten your, your family and your children. And then when you say, save us, I'm going to look down and say, no. That's the current state of things. I don't know what else to say. I just can't. I just, I just can't. It's been years. It's been years of this. And of me saying, please pay attention. You do you, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You may see this as good news. The CEO of Anheuser-Busch finally addressing the Dylan Mulvaney controversy, disavowing. But I don't, I don't see this as good news. I don't see it as victory. I see it as a company doubling down on their disdain for you. The news from the Daily Mail. Anheuser-Busch CEO finally disavows Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light partnership and says, quote, it was not a campaign. 
after firm sent letter to retailers blaming an outside ad agency for approving it without management awareness as sales crash 26%. Now, of course, the story that's going around is people saying, aha, we're winning, we're winning. I don't, I don't see that. I'll put it this way. If their sales are down 26% and they still will not apologize to you, it's not winning. I mean, in a sense, it is. They're feeling pain. The company is, is suffering economically. But winning is when they come out and say, please buy our beer again. No, I think Bud Light should cease as a brand. And at this point, perhaps the only thing Anheuser-Busch can do is discontinue Bud Light and call it like, I don't know, uh, super duper beer. Got to give it a different name, whatever that name may be. Create a new brand because you have put a stake in the heart of this one. Now, look, Bud Light will probably sell, but it's going to become synonymous more with trash garbage as opposed to like a patriotic American beer with Clydesdale running through the street or something like that. Let me tell you where we're at, what they're doing. Bud Light's basically Anheuser. They're giving away free product. They're going to give away. uh, Apparently, they're going to spend millions in marketing, but they will not apologize to you. They won't tell you we're sorry. We did not realize y'all didn't like this person. But while the mainstream media wants to keep this story going, they'll lie about it every step of the way. They'll keep up the false narrative. Here's 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 a story for you. Model who shot Bud Light can says company is targeting children. You see, they want to come out and say something like it's transphobia and, and the conservatives, they just hate LGBTQ people. First question. How come nobody's boycotting any other beer brand? Because most of them have done pride commercials. Oh, because no one really cares. Because conservatives do recognize that, yeah, they may not like the lifestyle of these people, but, you know, people, they sell beer, whatever. What's so special about Dylan Mulvaney? Oh, Dylan Mulvaney's audience are children. And the VP who was uh, since put on a leave of absence said they were trying to target a younger demographic, quite literally saying they sponsored an individual whose audience is like 15 years old because they want to sell your children beer. Amazing, huh? Yeah, you shouldn't do that. But boy, are they so desperate to get this stuff in front of your children. It's creepy. And also there is a component of Dylan Mulvaney is nails on a chalkboard to the average person. Look, I really do think the principal motivating factor in this is that Dylan Mulvaney is a grating and irritating person having nothing to do with being trans or otherwise. I don't believe Dylan Mulvaney is trans. I believe Dylan Mulvaney is a gay man who is mocking trans people for fame and, and, and money. That's my opinion. But I think the real issue is just that Dylan Mulvaney is deeply annoying to people. That, that's it. As an individual, as a person, Dylan is nails on a chalkboard. And so when they see this commercial and Dylan's doing this weird twitching thing back and forth, it's just like, what? what is this? And Dylan outright says, I don't even know what March Madness is. And don't you think people who like March Madness and are into sports might be a little offended that you've sponsored someone who disrespects what they do and doesn't care about it. Shouldn't you be better off getting an athlete to be like, drink your beer? No, they got someone completely uninvolved who has disdain for them and they just insulted them. Well, here's the news, ladies and gentlemen, from the Daily Mail. The CEO of Anheuser-Busch has unceremoniously disowned the disastrous Dylan Mulvaney stunt Insisting it was not a campaign, as a letter to retailers says it was just one can. 
That's not the issue. You see how they lie? You see how these despicable scumbags lie? It wasn't one can. It was a video of Del Mulvaney with a bunch of cans doing weird things. And people were like, I'm out. And you know what else? You can say it to the retailers all you want. The issue is, I said it before and I'll say it again, having nothing to do with whether or not someone wants to be gay. Guys who drink beer often, many human males, don't want to be perceived as weak and effeminate or gay. And so when you decided to sponsor Dylan Mulvaney, whether intentionally or not, you told all of the 40-year-old men who would drink a Bud Light, if you drink this, you will look like a homosexual man. And then they said, I don't want to look that way. I don't want to be seen that way. I don't want to be associated with this. Michael DeCaris addressed the mass backlash over working with Mulvaney for the first time in an earnings call with investors. Ducaris told investors there is misinformation spreading on social media about the company's team up with Mulvaney, according to Fox Business. He added that the company is providing direct financial support to the frontline workers impacted by the boycott. Oh, man, keep it up. Do not buy this garbage beer because you see what they're doing. They're trying to subsidize the failure. We will continue to learn, meet the moment in time, all be stronger, and we work tirelessly to do what we do best, bringing people together over a beer and creating a future of more cheers. The disastrous marketing bid has seen sales for the American flagship beer plummet 26%, despite Anheuser-Busch reporting first quarter earnings of $1.65 billion. Let's uh, put a dent in that number. You see, the boycott started in quarter two. So we're not going to see quarter two earnings for some time. But how about this? We don't got to do anything other than not buy their beer. And Coors Light is sitting right there. If you don't want to drink beer, but you do want to drink a lot of it, well, Bud Light's not the beer for you. Perhaps Miller or Coors. I'm seeing funny posts where people are like, I've been drinking Miller High Life. Well, Miller Light exists. You can drink that. I mean, I think it's all nasty for the most part. I like a Yingling. You know, Yingling's pretty good. DeCaris' comments came as a letter was sent to retailers, bars, and restaurants by Gray Eagle, which distributes Anheuser-Busch products around St. Louis. It read, Anheuser-Busch did not intend to create controversy or make a political statement. It doesn't matter what you intended to do. You literally did it. In reality, the Bud Light can posted by social media influencer that sparked all the conversation was provided by an outside agency without Anheuser-Busch management awareness or approval. Oh, I love this. Please. I want you all to hear this. If you sponsor Dylan Mulvaney, you will toxify your brand. You see, Anheuser-Busch is coming out being like, we didn't even know this is going to happen. Yeah, that's how toxic Dylan Mulvaney's brand is. Associate your product with it and see what regular people will say. Since that time, the lack of oversight and control over marketing decisions has been addressed and a new VP of Bud Light Marketing has been announced. Bud Light's VP of Marketing, Alyssa Heinerscheid, took a leave of absence while the VP for mainstream brand Daniel Blake stepped down some days after. Their sudden departure appears premature in light of recent comments, which also claimed there was no management awareness of the now infamous campaign. It almost sounds like they're lying and doing everything in their power to not apologize to you. But don't you deserve an apology? You've been a loyal customer. You've gone to sporting events. You cracked open a Bud Light with your friends and didn't think twice. And then one day they started pit spitting on your face. 
And when you simply said, hey, man, not cool, they laughed, looked over to their buddy and say, I ain't apologizing to this guy. He's so dumb. He's such a idiot. He's going to buy the beer anyway. Right in your face. The specifics of how the can fiasco was approved remain under wraps. The latest letter claims the Mulvaney can was the brainchild of an outside agency. I think they're lying, honestly. Why, why would they why would this woman go on leave and the other guy step down unless they had direct involvement? It is the first time the brewing giant has addressed the backlash in detail after they were hit with a major dip in Bud Light sales following the paid partnership. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to be this. Dylan Mulvaney is not popular. Dylan Mulvaney is propped up by an algorithm. So you'll notice some people just do whatever the algorithm tells them to do. It's kind of creepy. But regular people are recoiling at the notion of this person sponsoring Bud Light because they don't like Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney would not be famous were it not for the Chinese controlled company propping up Dylan Mulvaney. I think Dylan Mulvaney's whole bit is to insult trans people, to be completely honest, to mock them. But sure. The defiant rebuttal against the unofficial campaign comes as Anheuser-Busch reported first quarter earnings of $1.65 billion. The brewer posted revenue of $14.21 billion in the period, which also beat forecasts. Despite the company's attempts to disavow the connection, the video, and, and I want to stress this, okay, they, they need to clarify this. The boycott started in quarter two, not quarter one. So we are not going to see the impact on sales until the end of quarter two, which I believe will be the beginning of September. Despite the company's, or, or, or actually, no, it'll be, uh, where, where, when will it be? The end of, yeah, beginning of September. It implies that the, uh, or no, 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 I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be in about a month. In about, in, in about a, a month, we'll, we'll probably get the data around September, but the quarter two earnings will close in about a month. Despite the company's attempts to disavow the campaign, the video Mulvaney posted of herself drinking Bud Light was uh, used the hashtag Bud Light Partner. It implies Mulvaney was paid for the partnership despite the brewing giants now claiming that the beer can uh, can and social media posts, the beer can and social media posts were not meant to be for production or sale to the general public. And I just want to stress this too. The Daily Mail, probably because they're in the UK, will use female pronouns. There's one story about a male who abused children to an extreme degree and uh, the Daily Mail will say she, her, Despite the fact this is a man, a male who abused children, they have no, uh, no, no, no honor, no dignity. Todd Allen, most recently the global vice president of Budweiser, has been announced as the new vice president of marketing for Bud Light after Heinerscheid and Blake took a leave of absence. Let's see how long he lasts. Mulvaney posted the content to coincide with the NCAA March Madness tournament before joking she didn't know what the sport was she was promoting. He. Dylan Mulvaney is insulting trans people. Trans people don't frolic in the woods in high heels. Trans people don't sing songs about having big bulges in their skin tight pants. Dylan Mulvaney is intending to mock and deride trans people. And I would not be surprised if Dylan came out and said they were actually a conservative. And surprise, surprise, Dylan Mulvaney actually has come out and said they come from a conservative. He comes from a conservative family. So is it at all possible that what Dylan Mulvaney is doing is intending to make a caricature of trans people that results in a backlash against trans people? Because other trans YouTubers have pointed out, Dylan Mulvaney isn't uh, uh, seemingly on estrogen and hasn't gotten laser hair removal for facial hair, despite it being substantially cheaper and easier and faster than facial reconstruction surgery. That's just the opinion of some of these more prominent transgender YouTubers. 
But that's the that's the current state of business. CEO distances Anheuser-Busch from Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney controversy. Oh, boy. From the Wall Street Journal, Bud Light maker offers financial support to workers targeted over Dylan Mulvaney backlash. You know what, man? You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down. Tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash Carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. But, uh, the maker of Bud Light said it will triple its U.S. marketing spending on the brand this summer. You, you, you see what they're saying? They're saying that you are so stupid that they're going to make a commercial and you're going to go, well, I guess that commercial was good. All of my principles go out the window. Yeah, OK. They said uh, uh, triple its marketing spending on the brand this summer and is providing financial support to frontline teams and wholesalers who have taken the brunt of a backlash to a company promotion with Mulvaney. Bud Light's delivery drivers, sales reps and independent distributors have been confronted by angry people on the streets, in bars and in stores. They are our neighbors, family members, and friends. They are in every community in America. Anheuser-Busch InBev Chief Executive Michael DeCaris said in a conference call Thursday. The Wall Street Journal, Journal early reported the company planned to boost marketing spending on Bud Light, among other steps, blah, blah, blah. The controversy began. You get it, you get it, you get it. Is that what they're going to do? They're just going to spend more money despite the sales are, uh, declining? Here we go. Bud Light is hoping free cases of beer will smooth over any tensions with its sellers after Dylan Mulvaney backlash. Man, I really do hope all of these big corporate brands just say we do not want to be involved in that. The company behind Bud Light is hoping some free beer will help smooth over any tensions with its distributors, some of whom told The Wall Street Journal they faced a backlash. Free beer. You going to fall for it? Is it enough for you? Take a look at this story. I brought it up in the beginning. The model who shot Bud Light cans says company is targeting children. Quote, so with the Dylan Mulvaney thing, with him being put on a Bud Light can or whatever, that was literally because his target audience is children. They're trying to get that next generation of beer drinkers to think like, oh, this is OK. Alyssa Heinerscheid, I think it's her name, right, said in a video that was her intention to get a new generation of beer drinkers. They thought Here's a person popular with kids. Let's give them funding and support and this can and have them do videos for us so they can get your children to want to drink Bud Light. You shouldn't market like, look, the drinking age should be 18. I think the age for everything, the age of majority, when you're 18, when you're a, when you're an adult, that's the age we've decided upon. I think you should be able to gamble, join the military, own a gun. But of course, they, you know, the left uh, Democrats keep changing those numbers. But if you're 18, 
You want to have a beer? I think you should be allowed to. You're not. The drinking age is 21. I think it's a mistake. But for the time being, so be it. I am not the arbiter of the law. I do not get to decide what is or isn't legal, although I can voice my opinion and try and change the law. I can lobby politicians and say, hey, here's what I think. I think you should change the law. It is going to be up to legislation to actually change these laws. And for the time being, children should not be drinking beer and you should not be marketing beer to children. But that's exactly what they're doing. And they think that by offering free beer and free marketing, you will forget all about it. Well, you know, we had Peter Bogosian on the show and he was like, so long as y'all keep this up and keep talking about it, it might work. But the moment people forget and stop caring is when it all comes crashing down and Bud Light smiles and says, what a bunch of effing idiots, pathetic losers. They couldn't hold out for a couple weeks. But can you? Surprising. Seeing a lot of conservatives say that they're shocked to see that the Bud Light boycott has worked to this degree to the point where the CEO is actually now in closed doors saying we had nothing to do with this. But you know what you got to do to You need to issue a public apology to your customers. I don't know if it matters at this point, because I think Anheuser-Busch has has shown such disdain for their customers. There is no remedy. Now, of course, there are people who are just going to be like, I don't know. I don't care. I'll drink whatever garbage, piss water someone hands me. But fine, so be it. Just don't drink Bud Light if you care. Drink anything else. Try to avoid Anheuser-Busch brands, but just anything else. Keep it up forever. You know, Bud Light will probably still exist. They'll probably sell a lot of beer and make billions of dollars. But if the legacy of Bud Light is that they lose 26% of sales indefinitely and people never forget, it's a, it's, a, it's a warning sign. It can happen to you too. And more and more companies are launching conservative alternatives and not even necessarily a conservative. Like, look, we have Cast Brew Coffee. Go to castbrew.com, buy our coffee. Get the Rise with Roberto Jr. Light Roast or the Appalachian Nights Dark Roast. And we're not making a company where we're going to come out and be like, buy our coffee because it means you, you proved you're anti-woke or something. You've proven it. No, we're just making coffee and we're not going to be woke. We're not going to sponsor people like Dylan Mulvaney. We're just going to do our thing, selling coffee, because companies should be to a certain degree neutral. But I, you know what I think? I think we should have our ideals and ideology in the products we sell to a certain degree. We want to indoctrinate children with American values. Fact. A bunch of people on the right say, they're indoctrinating children. It's a bad thing. Schools should be neutral. No, they shouldn't. When a kid goes to school, they should say, this is America. This is what we believe in. In America, you don't have to say the Pledge of Allegiance if you don't want to, because that's what America is all about. Not saying the Pledge of Allegiance represents the freedom of the flag beautifully. Burning an American flag represents the freedom of that flag in a beautiful way. Me, I would never burn an American flag because I respect the symbol of the freedom and the civil rights and the progress this country has brought about. Now, the far left, if they want to set a fire in the middle of the street, you got a different story there. Don't burn things in the middle of the street. But if you buy a flag and you own it and in your speech you want to destroy it, I think that's great because you, you, as an anti, as someone who's angry with America, are just proving how great we really are. That's the thing about this country. And so when the right says we don't want to indoctrinate kids, I say, no, we do. We want to indoctrinate them with our values. You don't got to say indoctrinate, though. We want to instill our values in them. 
And so long as we keep trying to play this game of we're going to remain neutral, the left will instill their values in children. That was the point of this Dylan Mulvaney thing. They are giving Dylan money, fame, and access to indoctrinate your kids with values you do not agree with. Bud Light must apologize. But again, I don't even know if it matters at this point. Clay Travis says they've broken the brand. Bud Light faces an unmitigated disaster that is only getting worse. And you know what? They could have come out right away and said, look, this is an outside agency. We apologize for this. We're sorry. It won't happen again. And that would have been the end of it. Crisis averted. But you know what they're hoping to do? They're hoping to attract leftists who don't drink or don't have money. Well, good luck with that. You've sacrificed your, your core base. And you think you're going to pull through this? Maybe they're thinking they're going to lose 26% indefinitely. So they've resigned to that fact. But if you're a distributor and you're selling this stuff, shame. Shame on you. When we do events, you will not see an Anheuser-Busch product. We did one in Austin. No Anheuser-Busch product. We pulled them from the shelves. I'm going to stay true to my word. We'll get some of that conservative dad's ultra right beer instead. I guess it's expensive. It's better. I would rather spend more money supporting an American company with American values than getting half off on garbage woke trash. So if you want to support wokeness, buy your garbage Bud Light. And if you want to support those who actually care about American values, seek out companies that actually support your values. Vote with your dollar. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Barstool Sports has fired Ben Mintz because he rapped. That's it. Yeah. All right. Poker player Ben Mintz fired from Barstool Sports despite Portnoy's pleas. We got a cancel culture story here, my friend. The story is that this dude who hosts, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a personality for Barstool Sports. He's a regular co-host on Cracking Aces Poker Podcast. Barstool Sports, of course, for those that aren't familiar, is a big sport betting brand. If you ever go to like one of these pen gaming casinos, you'll see the big Barstool Sports sports book where you can make bets. And I used to go to these casinos and I'd see the Barstool uh, Sports. I was really excited when they started opening these restaurants because it's fun to hang out, watch the game, have some wings. It's relaxing. You go to the casino, maybe play a little bit of blackjack, some poker, have fun. But let me tell you right now, my friend, this story is absolutely pathetic. Ben Mintz was rapping something. I think it was Bone Thugs. And in the song, the person says a variation of the N-word ending in A. He rapped those lyrics, as so many have, and he's been fired because of it. Apparently, Dave Portnoy tried intervening, but it wasn't enough. Portnoy sold the company. He has no say in this. I don't necessarily blame, blame Dave Portnoy. I think he's actually doing a decent job speaking out against this, and I respect that. But I'll tell you right now, my friends, I despise, I loathe, I hate Pen Entertainment, Hollywood Casino. They're, uh, we got one out here. I, I despise them. I'm done. And I'll tell you some stories. I'll tell you some stories. But I'll give you the news first. And I just got to say, this is, this is an example right now of why you should steer clear of these places. You have options. All right? If you're in Pennsylvania, take a trip down to, say, uh, what is it, Philly Live. Or drive down a couple hours to Maryland Live. Don't go to these awful places. And I'm not saying these other casinos are better. These other sports books are better. There's MGM in DC, maybe a little bit too far. There's Horseshoe. I don't know if they have a sport book. I assume they do. Don't, don't, 
Don't use uh, any of their apps. Tell them to screw off if this is the game they want to play. Here's the news. All right. Ben Mintz, a poker player, regular co-host on the Cracking Aces Poker Podcast, was fired from Barstool Sports Wednesday after a video surfaced of him singing rap lyrics that included the N-word. Mind you, ending in A and not E-R. And he did not call someone that name. Dave Portnoy immediately hosted an emergency press conference on Twitter to express his dissatisfaction with the decision. But after he sold full control of the company to Penn Entertainment earlier this year, he no longer has a say in the matter which he explained in the six minute video. Now, I don't know how much they pay this guy, Mincy, they call him. But uh, Dave Portnoy, my understanding is he sold the company for like one hundred and sixty three million dollars. And that was only for a third of the company. So he sold the rest probably for a lot more. The dude may be worth close to a billion dollars. Cool. Good for him. You know, if I was that rich, I would I would I would I, Mincy would have a job. He absolutely would have a job. And you know, maybe he still will. I don't know what his plan. I don't know the guy. I don't think he did anything wrong. But we're, we're trying to launch a poker show. Maybe we need some uh, fresh talent. Now, a lot of people are coming out and saying Barstool Sports is dead. And this did it in. And Dave Portnoy agrees. They say Mincy was a popular figure at Barstool and within the poker community. Portnoy has taken some heat from the Barstool community, the Stoolies, over the firing, as the fans claim selling out when he sold the company. But as he explained in a separate video, his goal always was to sell out. He's like, no doy, I sold out. I made a big company. I sold it for millions of dollars. That was the point. And now I have no control over what they do. But you know what you can do, Dave? Dave, you can just fund Mincy's show. Like, here's what I would do. If I sold the company for $163 million and I had that kind of cash, come on, it's not that expensive. I'd be like, bro, I will build you your own studio. You will have the Mincy show. Boom. Just like that. Problem solved. But Penn Entertainment, they decided to burn themselves to the ground. And you know what? I am sick of this company. I despise them. Let me tell you some stories. My personal anecdotes and opinions on Penn Entertainment. You see, we got Charlestown races out here in West Virginia. Historic racetrack. It's a Hollywood casino. It's um, owned by Penn Entertainment. They got the big barstool sports in there. And I was really excited when they were opening it because like, it would be a cool place to hang out. We had a New Year's. Uh, we spent New Year's there once. I think it was like two years ago. And we had some expensive shots. We're like, yay, we celebrated. I'll tell you some stories. I have uh, boycotted this casino. And I, I, I harumph, I say, as I walk out. So uh, I told the story before, but they've got the worst security I've ever seen. And it's probably because the casino is dying. That's what they tell me. They, t- they tell me the casino is dying. So it used to be a big deal out here in West Virginia. You're about an hour away from D.C. And they had something like 50 poker tables. It was huge. Everybody was coming to play here because it was the only game in town. Then they opened National Harbor, Maryland Live and Horseshoe about an hour to the east. Baltimore, uh, uh, Baltimore and D.C. Baltimore's got like two casinos. And so a lot of people stopped coming out here. So I had an event where a dude started cussing me out for 10 minutes because I stacked him in a game of poker, meaning simple version of it is he tried bluffing. You guys know what that is, right? And I saw through his bluff and I called him with nothing but an ace and he lost $300 to me. And I'm like, this guy, he was clearly had nothing. And I'm like, boom, come on, see what you got. He got mad, comes back, starts cussing me out. I asked them, can you move this guy? This is ridiculous. I'm trying to play, have fun. And they said, no, that's not how it works. And if you don't like it, you can leave. And I said, you know what, dude, I am done with this. If you're going to run your casino to the point where the dude said he was going to smack me twice, 
So he's going to smack me. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here with the guy saying this. I don't care if he's trying to be a tough guy. I don't care how serious he is. You say that to me. I get up. I say, OK, you can go somewhere else. They said no. And I said, then I'm gone. That's Penn Entertainment, a garbage company. And so I've just not gone back there. Now, like, I don't care for gambling, right? You know, you, I always tell people, you go to the casino, you get 100 bucks or something small. That's your entertainment from the night. Grab a drink. I like the sports book. Have some wings, have some nachos, watch the game. It's so much fun. The big jumbotron or whatever they call it. The big TV. It's great. Don't go to a casino to make money. That's a big mistake. Don't go to a casino thinking you're going to turn 500 bucks into 1,000 bucks. It ain't going to happen. You're going to lose all your money. House always wins. Sometimes you get lucky. But I go there just for fun. No different than going to Dave and Buster's and bowling or whatever. You figure out what your budget is for bowling. You spend 200 bucks on bowling. Well, that's what your budget is for the casino. Don't overspend. Don't go there to get rich. But when I go there and their security is so bad that I can have a guy threaten me and they'll just be like, no, nah, we ain't doing nothing about it. That's not a place I want to be, especially when you're handling money like this. And then I go, here's what, here's what happened. After that happened, I went straight to Maryland Live, went to their poker room and I asked them, if someone cusses me out after losing a hand to me, what should I do and what would you do? And they said, no questions. That person would be thrown out and banned for life. Zero tolerance for being belligerent to other patrons. I went to MGM National Harbor, asked him the same thing. Same thing. Clearly, I am personally slighted by this. You can tell. But I see this story here about how they fired this guy, Mincy. And I'm just like, guys, you see the success with the, bar, with, with the Bud Light thing. I don't know if we're going to have success in standing up for what we believe in. But let me tell you this. I don't care at all that Mincy sang a song that included the, the N-word ending in A. Isn't it funny how we have to describe it that way because YouTube will give us a strike? It's ridiculous. And he apologized. Let me show you what he said. He said, this morning I made an unforgivable mistake slipping on air while reading a song lyric. I meant no harm and have never felt worse about anything. I apologize for my actions. I am truly sorry and ashamed of myself. What? Bro, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm under the assumption that Portnoy who's your friend, is going to take care of you. But if, look, man, I just don't see this apology being necessary. You didn't call anybody a slur. All right, George Carlin went up there and said every racial slur in the book. And then he actually called people a racial slur to make a point. You didn't do that. You sang lyrics. I got no beef. I don't care. You didn't need an apology for this. He followed up saying, quick update. I'm in good spirits. I am deaf and idiot, but I'm also a resilient one. We'll have a long video tomorrow thanking everyone. Way, way too grateful to be down. You know what you should say? You should say, look, normally I don't like saying these things. I don't use these words, but I was singing a song. So screw off. That's what you should say. You want to make pop culture songs that use words and then someone wants to sing that word. That's the way it is. He didn't call someone. Don't go around calling people names. I'm not a fan of personal invective, but to fire a guy over this. So what I'll say is the point I was going to make. I'm assuming Portnoy is going to take care of him, but I, I, and maybe it's presumptuous of me, but we're launching a poker show. Maybe, maybe Mincy's uh, on the market looking for a job. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, I, I don't want to be presumptuous because, you know, I, I don't know if he needs our assistance, but I'd hire the guy. Say, hey, we're going to do a poker show. It's called Poker with the Boys. We're trying to figure it out. I just think Penetainment is a garbage. I, I, you know, I was so excited. When I saw that they were expanding and I was like, this is really cool because I like hanging out here. I like arcades. 
And uh, if you play responsibly, you, you, it's entertainment. You know what I mean? You go bowling, you spend 200 bucks with your friends. You go to a casino, that's to be the same budget. You know, you play $10 blackjack or something. And if you win, you, go, you pay for dinner. If you don't, you don't spend any more money. But I've not been back. The last, I went back for a, for a banquet dinner in their ballroom, and that was it. I'm not so stupid. I'd be like, I will never go to a... No, there was a, there was a Republican dinner and, uh, uh, for the community, for, for the county, and I, I went to that. I got no problem, but I'm not going to play any of their games. I'm not going to be a patron. I think they're a garbage company. When this stuff went down, it's not the first incident I've had there. There was no one to talk to. There's no boss. There's no supervisor. There's no managers. Just literally nothing. It's trash. And I can't believe how, how, how awful the place is. But I'm not surprised to hear their parent company is also equally trash. So I know, I know, I admit it is a, 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 an opportunity for me to vent over what I'm frustrated about. But at the same time, point out this, the sheer absurdity of a dude being fired for singing a song. How dumb. But, you know, here's what I hope. Here's what you do, Dave. Uh, give, give, give homie some cash. Here's some money. Do your thing. Make your show. You ain't going nowhere. Apparently, Penn stock is already dropping. And it dropped by like 12% because of the firing. Well, I wonder if they're liable for a lawsuit for doing it. Anyway, I think Penn Entertainment is trash. I think that you guys should patronize other locations. I think even Dave Portnoy is criticizing them. And uh, they should rehire this guy and apologize. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. People keep telling me, no World War III, it's not going to happen. Russia is not going to nuke anybody. The escalation, it's meaningless. And I, I just don't understand. Russia accuses U.S. of being behind drone attack on Kremlin. That's a headline. Here's the actual story. The Kremlin says that the U.S. made an attempt to assassinate Vladimir Putin. Is this so they can have a casus belli to declare war on the West? This idea that we keep hearing in U.S. and Western media that Russia is failing or that their army is collapsing, I don't believe it. It's propaganda. It's all propaganda. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's true. I think it's all propaganda, though. But with Russia blaming the U.S., where do you think that brings us? Do you think Russia is going to be like, well, the U.S. just tried to kill our president, but we're fine. You know, no issues here. Or do you think they're going to say retaliation? Here's the story from The Guardian. Russia has accused the U.S. of being behind what it says was a drone attack on the Kremlin intended to kill Vladimir Putin. Speaking to journalists on Thursday, the Kremlin spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, said Ukraine was merely implementing U.S. plans dictated by Washington but did not provide any evidence to support the allegations. Peskov said, quote, we are well aware that decisions on such actions on such terror attacks are not made in Kiev, but in Washington. And Kiev is doing what it is told to do. It is very important that in Washington, they understand that we know this and understand how dangerous such direct participation in the conflict is. Vladimir Zelensky, and other Ukrainian officials have denied Russian allegations that Ukraine was involved in a drone attack on the Kremlin that was intended to kill Putin. Dramatic foot video footage on Wednesday showed two flying objects approaching the Kremlin and one hitting the rooftop of the Kremlin Senate, an 18th century mansion within the grounds of the presidential president's official residence. Now, I'll bring up a few points here. I think if I was going to make a bet, 
Vladimir Putin, the Russians staged this. These drones appear to be small and likely not capable of traveling the great distances required to make it to Moscow, to make it to the Kremlin. But then again, I honestly don't know. Insurgent attacks, these smaller drones, apparently they're coming from Iran. Entirely possible. Either way, I should say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was Ukraine or the US or or Russia. Russia said it was us. They said it happened and they will take action accordingly. Perhaps they faked the whole thing to muster up public support or international support. Or maybe Ukraine really did launch this crude attack. Either way, the escalation will be coming. They say Putin was not in the building at the time. The White House said it was aware of the reports concerning the drone strike on the Kremlin, but was unable to confirm the authenticity of them at this time. Quote, I don't want to get into speculation from here about what happened, but we are. We are indeed aware of the reports, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, said at a news conference Wednesday. Jean-Pierre added, the United States is certainly not encouraging or enabling Ukraine to strike beyond its borders. Throughout the 14-month conflict, the Kremlin has repeatedly asserted without providing evidence that the West started the war in Ukraine. Russian officials have also blamed Western nations for orchestrating attacks inside Russia. Oh, man, just I just hate the propaganda. Okay, look, I get it. There's a lot of stupid people in this country that will believe whatever you tell them. But yes, the West started the war. Sure. And I can already hear all of the corporatists, all the journalists, all the deep staters being like Tim Pool's pushing Kremlin talking points. Okay, Russia has always been in Sevastopol. Since the fall of the Soviet Union, they were there. Russia didn't invade. They simply walked out of their naval base into Crimea. Granted, they did bring in forces. My point is this. There's never an innocent party in conflict. NATO has been expanding into territory on the Russian border. Estonia, Latvia, now Ukraine. There's the Gazprom gas monopoly. It is not so much that the U.S. started this, but that the conflict has always been ongoing. And I think it's fair to say that the West could have slowed down and said, we will respect these borders. This will be the neutral zone. Instead, they said, we will expand NATO right up to your borders. And you know what I actually think? The funny thing about all this is that now Russia goes to war. Oh, please talk about stupid Estonia, Latvia. Come on. NATO has been expanding onto your border. And only now you do something about it after you've already lost. You know, it's about gas, natural gas, energy. It's about control of territory, mostly for natural resources and influence in a region. And Russia is acting desperately. But they already lost this one. This was a geopolitical conflict decades in the making. And Russia's moves here show that they are losing. Now, hold on. I understand. Many people say they're not, they're not losing the war. They're not. No, I'm saying they're losing. The fact that they had to resort to physical conflict at all shows they are desperate and losing influence in this geopolitical conflict. But I think it's silly to make the argument that Russia started the war. It's like, okay, well, look, that is literally correct, right? In that Russian troops began the the engagements. But it's kind of silly to argue that a fight was started by the person who threw the first punch, as opposed to, say, the actions of the other individual. That is to say, let's say someone is taking action against your property in a horrifying way. They're not necessarily breaking it or destroying it, but they're trying to steal your car. You then go up and you say, back off. They say no. So then you try to physically restrain them. And then they say he started the fight by taking physical action first. Well, well, dude, 
You're trying to steal his car, okay? Now, Ukraine doesn't belong to Russia, but Ukraine's on the border. So it's almost more like a criminal coming to your house and trying to go through your yard or trying to cut open your chain link fence and you try to stop them. It's complicated. War is no simple thing. The Russian ambassador to the UK previously claimed without providing evidence that British special forces were involved in the Ukrainian drone attack on Moscow's Black Sea fleet last October. Okay, well, we have leaks now showing that West, the West does have special forces on the ground. Several hawkish senior officials called on Putin to take retaliatory action shortly after Wednesday's strike. The former Russian president, Dmitry Medvedev, said the attack on the Kremlin left Moscow with no options but to eliminate Zelensky and his clique in Kiev. While Vyacheslav Volodin, the chair of the state Duma, said new weapons should be used to destroy the Kiev terror regime. However, there are early signs that the Kremlin is keen to project a sense of normality. Peskov said on Thursday that Putin would not give a special presidential address in connection with the attack and that the usual working situation was in place. Peskov added that Putin was planning to work from the Kremlin on Thursday. Peskov also said that any retaliatory steps would be carefully considered and balanced by the Russian leadership. Observers noticed that footage of the drone was, was not shown on state television on Wednesday evening, as news anchors instead read out the Kremlin's official statement of the attack. You know, the important thing to understand here, they're saying they want to take out Zelensky. This probably was a false flag attack. Some kind of justification on the international scale so that they can then justify a counterattack as they would call it, but actually an act of aggression against Zelensky. I'm not a big fan of Zelensky. They say Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner private military company, cautioned against the use of nuclear weapons after the strike. In an audio message posted on his Telegram channel, Prigozhin said, as someone who is a radical person, I can say that the use of nuclear weapons in response to a drone, of course, is out of the question. Margarita Simonian, the influential head of RT, said the Kremlin's somewhat muted response indicated the drone attack was not a false flag by the Kremlin with the aim to justify further escalation. I mean, it's a fair point. It was a rather muted response and the video came from somewhere else, but maybe they calculated that. Simonian tweeted, if the drone attack on the Kremlin was a cunning plan by Moscow to justify firing a kill shot at the Kiev regime, the situation would look very different by now. The air would be filled with statements promising tough responses an emergency meeting would, would have been broadcast, followed by an emergency address to the nation. I actually, I actually kind of agree with that. They would come out and they would say very strongly, this, we can't allow. The fact that it's muted suggests to me they're kind of worried that it happened. Scared them a bit. They do not want people to think their defenses are weak, and it looks like their defenses are. In which case, maybe not a false flag. But I'm not entirely sure. As I kind of believe that it sounds plausible or it's 4D chess. They say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a muted response. Then we're going to have our state propaganda come out and say, oh, but, you know, muted response signals. So we don't know. We don't know for sure. I can tell you one thing. They're blaming us. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't know what you can expect. It's been 14 months. The U.S. is absolutely involved in this conflict and Russia thinks they're at war with us in the first place. Maybe this will be the first step in them getting prepared to declare war on us directly or to bring China into the fray and expand the war. But uh, with news of this coming out, World War III was in fact trending on Twitter. So good luck. Hopefully everything works out for the best. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly.
You know, I was told that there's a difference between gender and sex. That was the academic argument the left was trying to make, that your gender was how you feel, your gender identity, and your biological sex was your physiology. From the post-millennial, 50 male hysterectomies, Oregon alters health records to reflect gender identity, not biological sex. Then what is the point of tracking for these things? You know, logic dictates if you are a human being and you undergo a hysterectomy, you're female. If you are a human being and you undergo a gonad removal, I think that's what they call it. Actually, let me see. What does it say? Um, Gonad removal. Female. 35. Um, Pretty sure you're male because uh, females don't have that. Uh, Unless, what is that? Is is gonad a a blanket term, actually? I think that refers to dudes, right? I don't know. Because I don't uh, Do ovaries count as like the reproductive? I guess they're just ovaries. But uh, anyway, I'll just put it simply. Men don't have uteruses, so hysterectomy you, you, you can't do, but uh, sure, I guess. Female laser hair removal. You see, that implies it is biological males getting it. Now, what's the point of any of this if we can't even describe what we're dealing with? We can't even describe who is receiving this care. What's the point of the terms? Their goal at first was when they said there's a difference between sex and gender. First, gender was used to describe male or female. Then they said, no, 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 no. Gender is social and sex is different. Now they're saying it's all the same thing. They have seeded in the mind of the American people that gender is fluid. And now they're merging the words again so that anyone can be anything. Okay. If there is somebody who is suffering a medical emergency and they're biologically male, some medications might be bad for them. So if the person says they're female, they could die if they're given the wrong treatment. But here's where we are. I'm going to play for you uh, this video right here. You are being warned. I will turn the volume down. But uh, the Columbia Bugle says there's no reasoning with these people. We just have to win and they have to lose. Uh, I'll keep the volume low, but here we go. Okay, anyway, now that you've heard that horrifying screaming, this is at a board of supervising me- a board of supervisors meeting in, I believe, San Francisco. This is the best definition of wokeism that I've ever seen, right to the point, says Jason Howerton. I suppose that's hysterical. There's no information here. And that's where we are. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. Daily Mail. Top Democrats transgender daughter gets probation for hitting cop in the face and spray painting all cops are bastards on Boston Commons monument. This is what woke is. Okay. They say one thing and it breaks down immediately. Last night we had James Rosen on the show and he said, well, you know, that's your definition of woke. No, there is a definition definition of woke cult like adherence to a social orthodoxy forged by social media algorithms. That's the definition. And that's why there's no moral framework here. None. There's no factual basis. None. So when we hear the academics say things like, well, it's rooted in postmodernism and Marxism. No, it isn't. No. Elements of those things exist in the horror monster blob that has absorbed random ideologies and spits them out at random. But this clearly shows none of these people have any moral system. Look, there's no rooted in Marxism screaming, 
at a board of supervisors, I meaning there's nothing there. There's no Marxism and, and critical race theory in supporting war in Ukraine. And where does it come from when you say that gender and sex are different, but now they're not? Now they're interchangeable. Because there is no morality. There is no logic. There isn't any moral framework at all. I suppose the way I see it is it like, like, it's like a Picasso. It's just rant. No, no, a Jackson Pollock painting. Picasso is maybe how it used to be. At least you can kind of feel like, is that an eye and an ear? It's weirdly spaced, but okay. Fine, art. Jackson Pollock, that's the splashed paint. Just <clears throat> splashed onto the, onto the canvas. That's what we are dealing with. That's why nothing seems to make sense. That's why it all seems to be falling apart. If you cannot form a logical structure, you cannot build a house. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me say it this way. This is what I see. You have a building, right? And you have nuts and you have bolts. You need them both. And one day someone says, no, 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 no. Hardware doesn't refer just to nuts and bolts. It, it refers to all of the tools. See, it's, it's different. So when I say I need the hardware, I could be referring to something else based on my interpret. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I still need some bolts to put in this thing. Say, okay. They say, you can't describe it as nuts and bolts. Then one day that you come back, and now all of a sudden you say, can you give me one of those bolts? And they go, okay, and they hand you a nut. And you're like, oh, well, this is not going to help me build this structure. You see my point? If there is no definition of a word, there's no logical system by which you can build anything. And then you will only flow towards the negative. This, in my view, is evil. But there's a difference between malicious evil and um, the banality of evil. Banal evil. I think goodness is... Creating complex systems, organizing free energy. The left is a disorganization, a disorganizational, chaotic, destructive force. It rips things apart. It is, I don't know, entropy, I guess, incarnate. What we want to do is we want to build logical systems, explore the logic of the universe, put together the pieces to better learn how things work and improve. And that means creating new human life. The left, they want to take human life. They want to sterilize kids. They want to abort babies. They want to break apart the meaning of words. They are ripping apart all that we have built. That's what I see with all of this. And that's why I highlight these, these different stories. I'm just like 50 male hysterectomies, Democrats, transgender daughter. So just to clarify, it's a biological male. But you get the point. When the news media starts saying things like daughter, you assume it's a female. But in fact, no, it's a biological male. because. The goal is to make sure nothing makes sense. We must make sense of it. So where are we going with all of this is I kind of, I don't know. I see these stories and I just think to myself, the chaos is among us. Get out of cities. Don't be, don't be, uh, look, they're calling for that Marine guy to be locked up. Stay away from the woke. Stay away from the cities. Don't give these people your money. Otherwise, we're going to head to a dark place. Last night when we had James Rosen on, he was saying it was Grimcast IRL. And some people were saying it's very blackpilled. Listen, I think we face a tremendous existential crisis, but I do think we're going to pull through. I say it all the time. I suppose it's just you have to remind people every time. And then, of course, you get people like, Tim, you said this already. Don't say it again. Well, I have to, apparently. When I say that things are getting bad, I'm not saying we're going to lose our lives and the end of the world. I'm saying the United States is going to falter. We will lose our position as the unipolar superpower. We are probably already did. The system will become decayed and corrupted as it is now. As you can see, 
you know, there's a uh, news breaking about uh, the Proud Boys being found guilty of seditious conspiracy. I don't know enough about the case to comment right now. You can see the left clearly has no definitions. They have no goals. We don't know what it is they're trying to do other than destroy things. It seems like our society is on fire. And so that will that will mean the house will burn down. Yeah, but we'll pull through. We'll build a new house. In order to do so, you got to get away from these cities. You got to go out to the middle of nowhere, find a house somewhere, find work, have a family, build resources, build skills up. And stay away from places like this. Without a basic logical understanding, they won't survive. The cities will crumble. And they are. Portland, San Francisco, New York, etc. They're falling apart. Getting away from these places and building a small local community may be the answer. Already, I'm hearing creepy things coming out of West Virginia, which, which has me concerned. You know, we're going to West Virginia, but the far left psychopaths are infiltrating and we're going to push back. We are not going to let them take MAGA country. They're trying. They're going to the schools. They're indoctrinating kids. And these kids aren't learning anything discernible. So we've got to stand up. Otherwise, man, I don't think you want to live in a future where there's no difference between males and females. Or the only difference is what you decide to say. Male hysterectomies. Yeah, that's not possible. Real Deal says Oregon Health Authority data no longer distinguishes sex. 35 female gonad removals, 50 male hysterectomies. It's clear that tracking sex no longer provides any value since people are marking these fields based on how they feel and not their biology. That's a breakdown in science because we know that medications affect males and females differently. But that's the point. It is nothing but chaos, decay and destruction of our systems. They say two plus two equals five. That's ridiculous. Lies, cheating and stealing. But this is where we currently are. I do think things will get worse, but I do think you are resilient and I am resilient and we'll be okay in the long run. It just means we won't be as comfortable. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.